Do you love him here tonight? Isn't he just absolutely wonderful? Amen. How we love the Lord Jesus here this evening. Good to be in the house of the Lord. And, and it's always good to feel the Lord. Amen. If you're coming to his house, you want to feel his presence. And I feel his presence here tonight. And I know he's here to meet every need that we would have need of here this evening. Amen. You can be seated if, if you would like. And, and uh, we're going to sing a, a song or two. Praise the Lord, and, and it's such a, an honor to be here this evening. Praise the Lord. And uh, make sure I've got that turned off here. Amen. Thank you, brother. Praise the Lord. Brother Michael. How many appreciates Brother Michael? And uh, we've always appreciated Brother Michael's spirit and, you know, his, his uh, willingness to, to labor for the kingdom of God. And uh, won't have too much longer. All of our labors will be over. Praise the Lord. I, I was thinking of a song uh, today, and, and I'm going to try to sing it. It's been a long time since I've sung it. It's an old one. Uh, Lord, you brought me through sorrow and pain. And you were there every time that I called. reached down and lifted me out of sins and stains but tonight Lord just let me fall let me fall in love with you all over Let me know you as never before Let me hear your tender voice Saying to me Won't you willingly open the door I've come through the winter, faced death's coldest sting. Then the springtime, it brought strength to stand tall. But it's been too long a summer without So what's left, Lord, is to have a great fall. Let me fall. 
let me know you as never before let me hear your tender voice saying to me won't you will open the door oh let me Let me know you like never before. Isn't that your prayer? Let me hear your tender voice saying to me, won't you willingly open the door? Oh, Lord, I willingly open the door. Amen. Sometimes we feel like we're going through the winter times. Sometimes we feel like we're going through the trial of our life. Hallelujah. But I just want you to know the Holy Spirit is still showering. The Holy Spirit is here still to renew. Well, don't you love him? Hallelujah. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. He didn't Homes to move away. He didn't pick us up to let us down. There are some promises in a letter written a long, long time ago. They're not getting older, they're getting better Because he still wants us to know He didn't bring us this far to live He didn't teach us to swim, to let us drown Every one of them Every spoken word he'll keep 
Wednesday nights, amen, you know, you're carrying a little bit of a load on a Wednesday night, and uh, a little tired, and, and, but God's always got what we have need of. Can you say amen to that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'd like to say that it's a real honor uh, to be here with you this evening. It's been a real honor to be with Brother Tim and Sister Karen, and uh, they've been wonderful hosts, and uh, we have sure enjoyed the fellowship. And um, I, I tell you what, uh, Brother Joe and Sister Jessica, I mean, they cooked a feast for us last night. And um, amen. Well, I'm sorry. It wasn't your birthday. Amen. And, <laughs> and uh, so we really enjoyed that, appreciated the fellowship last night at, at uh, the Adams family house. And so uh, we're just thankful to the Lord for what God is doing. Amen. We bring greetings from Oklahoma, and um, amen. Good to see you all still fighting the good fight of faith, pressing the battle. 
And brother, we don't have too many more days to go. It's time to go home. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Let's look here in Psalms 139 and 1. Praise the Lord. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll read there starting at the first verse. Amen. And um, we'll read here a few verses down. I've, um, allergies has, has uh, really been rough on my sinuses, and so uh, last week I couldn't even hardly talk, so uh, I'm thankful to have a voice here tonight, Amen. praise the Lord. Amen. It says, um, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sittings and my uprisings. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path. And my lying down and art acquainted with my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain to it. Whither thou, whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and behold and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, if there, uh, even there, thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I shall say, surely darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. And the darkness as the light are both alike unto thee. I'd like to go on down to the 17th verse. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake up, I am still with thee. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father. We want to thank you today for your, your many blessings that you have given us. We thank you for your word and the anointing, Lord, that you have given to us in this last day. And, Lord, for restoring to us, Lord, the many blessings that, Lord, has always been given to the church. We thank you, Lord, for the promise, Lord, that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. We thank you, Lord for this incredible opportunity to be able to come and sit on a Wednesday night with believers. Lord, and lift up your precious name. Father, how we thank you for Brother Pruitt and Sister Pruitt and the Lord, the, the great pillars of the faith that they are, Lord, to this generation. And we appreciate evening light. We appreciate, Lord, this church. And I pray that you'll bless them and strengthen this work and strengthen brother and sister Pruitt, Lord. And we're thanking you, Lord, for what you're doing in Sister Pruitt's life, Father. Oh, God, you're the great almighty one. Now, we love you, Lord, and we ask that you would help us today as we minister your word and we'll give you glory and honor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can the church say amen? Amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated here this evening. Amen. I'd like to just take a, a real simple subject tonight and title it, How Precious Are Your Thoughts 
unto me. Amen. There's a lot of thoughts that are out there in the land today. And um, amen. We we hear too often of too many other thoughts. We hear too too often, amen, of doctor's reports and and we see things and amen. We we're seeing this, you know, the uh, the, the critical race theory's point of view of who you are. And, amen, the Democrats have their view of who you are. And the Republicans have a view of who you are. And, amen, uh, religion has a view of who you are. The Catholic Church has a view of who you are. Amen. But I, I, I want to say tonight, God's got an opinion of you too. Amen. And, and God's word is greater than anything. The scripture says, let every man's word be a lie, but let mine be the truth. And the believer has got to stand upon the unadulterated word of God and say, I believe what God says. Amen. Because it is God's thoughts. Can you say amen? Amen. What, what does God think of me tonight in the midst of all of the sickness and in the midst of, of the insanity? What is his thoughts of me? Amen. When I'm sick and the doctor doesn't really have an answer, I say God is still saying tonight, by my stripes you were healed. Amen. There's so much unbelief in the land, but friend, amen, nothing has ever caught God off guard. There is nothing in your situation. There is nothing in this generation. There is nothing in our politics that has caught God off guard. God is still God. God knows what's happening. Well, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. God knew it was going, it was coming. And I I, want to say if God permitted it, then God can still fight our battles tonight. Amen. I, 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 I believe God is still working in the supernatural realm. How many believes God is still working in the supernatural realm? <laughs> amen. He's still working in, the, in, in, in that realm where the impossible, where, amen, where it seems like there's no hope, where there seems like, amen, there's, there's no way to get around the mountain, but you're serving a God, amen, who is still able to do all things, and he does all things good. Amen. That's the kind of God that is among us. I think sometimes there's too much fear among us. There's too much, amen, too too many in in, in our land, you know, amen, uh, fear. But I want to talk about it's right here in the church tonight. Amen. Because too many times there's, amen, there's too many of us walking in fear and and we're scared. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. We don't know, amen, what, well, you know, what the next day's going to hold. We're looking at situations our life and if you ever come down of those heavenly rims into this earthly sphere you'll be defeated every time amen but brother we're not looking at 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 this here we're looking at what God thinks of us amen and if God's put your name in the Lamb's book of life then there's got to be somebody here on the earth that is going to reflect what is in that book there's going to be somebody here on the earth that's going to stand as pillars of the truth as pillars of the faith who is going to stand for righteousness and truth in the midst of adversity can you say amen 
Amen. Today it seems like, uh, amen, uh, uh, it's a cop-out. We, 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 we call it humility to, to walk in defeat. Uh, amen. We, we call it humility. Well, whatever the Lord wants for me is, you know, uh, uh, you know he knows what I need. And I, I don't want to ask too much. Or I don't want to be too pushy. I don't want to be too bossy. Amen. You know, so, sometimes our prayers, we're, 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 we're praying unbelief. God, if you would just please somehow come on the scene or if the angel could could just stop by and, and, and you know what and, and give me a little crumb amen I want to tell you tonight there's got to be a people that'll stand upon thus saith the Lord and claim their inheritance can you say amen amen we live in we don't God's not calling us to live in unbelief well, praise the Lord. God's not wanting you to see, amen, right there in unbelief. God's not wanting you to, amen, to, to barely get by. But God's given you a position. That position is not an earthly position. It's not whether you, amen, or, uh, you know, well, you, if you're an executive, it's not whether you're the mayor. It's not whether you're the president of a company, amen. But what matters uh, is your position in the heavens. Oh, can you say? Amen. Amen. When the, when the disciples came back and they were rejoicing. Amen. Because they had cast out some devils. Amen. Jesus said, don't rejoice in this. But rejoice because you have a position before the Father. Well, praise the Lord. I say here tonight, we've got a people that, amen, that are full of, of, of uh, that has got a position in the heavenlies. Well, can you say amen? Hallelujah. You're sitting right here in these pews tonight. But if you could see in the invisible realm, if you only could understand God's thoughts concerning you tonight. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Amen. Brother Branham says faith may take its position in the rock, uh, on the rock of God's word and all the waves of hell beating against its foundation. It'll take its eagle eye and soar beyond them clouds and see God, the God of the resurrection and promise. Amen. That's what God sees. Can you say amen? It's a position. It's a place for you as the believer and with God alone you stand there brother Branham talking about in a church service like this he says oh let's stop just for a moment here amen in heavenly places now just not out anywhere but in heavenly places we are assembled in heavenly somebody say heavenly it means that the position of the believer amen if I'm prayed up and you're prayed up and the church is prayed up amen we're ready for the message to come or the message and we're assemble ourselves together amen as saints how many are saints here tonight hallelujah he says call out baptized with the holy ghost filled with god's blessings we're called elected set together in heavenly places we are in heavenlies in our soul can i hear an amen hallelujah it doesn't matter where you are outside it doesn't matter what you're feeling amen in your body it doesn't matter what what it's looking like in your family it doesn't matter amen what your children are looking like uh, if you can ever understand god 
God's thoughts toward you and that he has brought you into those heavenly places. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. It don't matter what I feel. I am sitting with the king. It don't matter where I'm sitting. It don't matter my position on the earth. My position with him is one of authority. Oh, God's thoughts concerning you. Amen, Brother Branham says, our spirits have brought us into a heavenly atmosphere. Oh, brother, there you are, a heavenly atmosphere. Oh, what could happen tonight? What could happen tonight if we would be sitting here in a heavenly atmosphere and the Holy Ghost moving over every heart that's been regenerated and become a new creature in Christ Jesus? All our sins under the blood in perfect worship with our hands up to God and our hearts filled, sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Jesus, worshiping together in heavenly places. Did you ever sit in one? I say I've sat in one before. Amen. He says I've sat there till I would weep for joy and say God never let me leave here. It's just heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well glory to God. I said hallelujah. He says he's blessing us with what? He says divine healing, foreknowledge, revelation, visions, powers, tongues, interpretations, wisdom, knowledge, all the heavenly blessings, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Every heart filled with the spirit, walking together, sitting together in heavenly places. Not one evil thought among us. Not one cigarette smoke. Not one short dress. Not one this, that, or the other. Not one evil thought nobody got anything against anybody everybody speaking in love and harmony everybody with one accord in one place and then suddenly there come from heaven a sound like a rushing mighty wind there you are he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings well hallelujah Amen. Why does the devil fight you so hard? Amen. Why does the enemy come against your heart? Amen. What is he trying to do? He's trying to take away God's thoughts toward you. But I'm here to tell you, amen, God's thoughts are eternal. I choose to believe what God thinks. I've been standing a long time. God says, keep on standing. Well, can you say amen? Amen. Let the Holy Spirit place it in our heart. Amen. There in the scripture there in, in Psalms 119 and 105, it says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. There in 119 and, and 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. I'm not going to hear any other voices. I'm going to keep thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you here at Evening Night Tabernacle. We're not listening to no other voices. We are standing on thus saith the Lord. Oh my. That's what, that's what Hattie Wright was standing on. Amen. That's what your Elijah was standing on. That's what your pastor's standing on. That's what you're standing on. It is thus saith the Lord. Now, Brother Branham says, now the Pentecostal has a lot of faith, but don't know their position. But the bride has been given a position. Amen. Oh. Amen. Won't you turn to your neighbor and say, you've got a position. Hallelujah. Amen. You're the queen of heaven. 
Well, praise the Lord. You're the queen of heaven. Amen. You are married to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The apostle Paul says here in Ephesians 1 and 17, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being light that you may know. Somebody say that you may know what is the hope of his calling? What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Amen. Far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world but also in that which is to come and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to his pride. Oh, it's a position, brother. Hallelujah. Oh, can you say amen? Hallelujah. I may be poor. Amen. My daddy may be poor. My grandpa may be poor. Amen. But God has seen me and he has, had, he has precious thoughts concerning me. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. The opening of the book released faith to the bride. Amen. The opening of the book. Why? Amen. God, it couldn't be in any other age now. It could only be in this age. Amen. To where the promises of God could come off of the pages and an elect could stand there with that powerful word. Brother Branham says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never fall. Open the door of faith. Jesus went on the earth. He, he knew that that scripture pertained to him when he said, destroy this body and I'll raise it up in three days. The prophet has already said, I will not suffer my holy one to see corruption. Neither will I leave my, his soul in hell. He knew the scripture pertaining to him for he was the Messiah. He knew it. And his unfailing faith put him in position to know that he was the perfect son of God. And then he turns to you and he says, and if your faith will put you in position to know that every divine promise of God's Bible is for you, just as sure as that pertained to him, every promise pertains to you. Somebody say, I'll take it. Your healing, the salvation, your freedom from sin, your selfishness, your, your, your indifference, your little turtle shell that you pull yourself into. Christ comes in to be Lord and ruler and to set you free from those things. Did you notice he picked everything that would hold you down here on earth? Oh, what's his thoughts? His thoughts is not just, amen, for us to sit in a pew, amen, and hear a, and learn a few quotes, amen. But you know what? God knew that this day was coming. God knew the enemy was going to come in. But he says, I'm going to raise up a standard. Hallelujah. When it's coming in the darkness, when unbelief is the greatest, I'm going to send a prophet with thus saith the Lord. He's going to open a book. I'm going to raise up a 
us. Well, hallelujah. I'm going to raise up a standard. When cancer is at its strongest, there will be a people. When the enemy is coming in like a flood, there's going to be somebody. Can I hear a somebody? Is there going to be somebody that says God's thoughts to me are precious? How precious are your thoughts unto me? If you knew me, if you, the great one, knew me, and if those thoughts are precious to you, then those thoughts are precious to me. Oh, hallelujah. What can you say, man? I said the bride's identity has never been more clear than what it is today. I said the unsealed, well, y'all with me here tonight. The unsealed book has taken the cover off of you and God has openly declared who you are. You are not Mrs. Pentecost. You are not Mrs. Baptist. You are not Mrs. Presbyterian. You're not a sinner. You're not a slave. Amen. But you are the virtuous, sinless bride of Jesus Christ. She's all glorious. The prophet says that the bride of Christ is as pure as Jesus Christ himself is. Amen. Amen. The prophet says in another place, her righteousness is his righteousness. Amen. Another place, he says, her attributes are his glorious attributes. Her identity is found in him. There is no fault found in her. Her position is with Christ. Oh, if he's reigning over all things, then you're reigning over all things. If he's, if he has overcome, so have you. You say, Brother Wendell, I, I'm in a battle of my life. Hey, Amen. I just want you to know he has overcome and so have you. I'm fighting a cancer. The doctor's given me up. He has overcome, and so have you. Ah, oh, come on now. Amen. Don't you sit there in those pews and just be happy to hear from Brother Tim. Amen. While he's a preacher, pull out that sword. Hallelujah. I am a warrior. Can you say amen? Amen. What is it? Your identity has been swallowed up by the word. Prophet says what she has, what he has, she is to manifest on the earth. She has become a reflection of Jesus Christ. Now I know the devil's been fighting your pastor's wife. Sister Karen has amen, been fighting a battle. A lot of you might think, well, man, if my pastor was spiritual and his wife was spiritual, there wouldn't be anything happening. No, it's just quite the contrary. Satan wants to take out good warriors. Okay, well, hallelujah. Amen. Brother Branham, I mean, was Brother Branham exempt from trial? Was he exempt? Was God easy on William Branham? But Brother Branham had a position, not of a prophet. I mean, he was a prophet, but he had a position as a son of God to stand toe-to-toe with the enemy. 
What can you say, man? Amen. There, his wife had all a, amen, that tumor a growing and a growing and growing. Amen. Doctor after doctor, they prayed and they prayed and it didn't seem like it was happening. But you know what they were doing? That was a prophet and his wife, amen, that had that sword out. Amen. He wasn't just preaching a make-believe gospel. Amen. But Brother Branham had to live by the same gospel that he preached by. What can you say, man? And so do the men of God. When you've got a pastor and a pastor's wife that's got their swords out, in the midst of adversity and they're saying God will be faithful yeah. hallelujah can you say amen Amen. Been staying within the last couple days, and there is no gloom or defeat in that house. Amen. It's a house of triumphing. It's a house of God. You have promised, and we claim every promise. How precious! How precious in those night seasons! How precious in those times! When all hell is breaking loose, there's a comfort. How precious. Because I've been lifted up. I'm no longer living here. Oh, you see me in this body, and I'm looking at you, but I don't live here. I live in those heaven. Oh, can you say amen? Oh, yes. Amen. Oh, the, the enemy's there. The enemy's there. And I cannot defeat the enemy with this flesh. No, sir. But God's given me a new birth and he's given me an open book. And there shall no weapon formed against me prosper. Yeah. Hallelujah. What can you say, man? You've got to see what God sees. Come on now. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to start looking at what God's looking at. Come on. When God says there's no fault found in you, then there's no fault found in you. Right. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Branham says, from the beginning to the ending, she is the work of her Lord, and all his works are perfect. Amen. In fact, in her is summed up and manifested the eternal wisdom and purpose of God. How can one fathom it? How can one understand it? Though we cannot do that, we can accept it by faith. Amen. For God has spoken it. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? You see, Sarah had to identify herself with the promise. She went a long time identifying herself with barrenness. She went for years, but that did not change the mind of God. Amen. Brother Wendell, it's awfully... Embarrassing. I, I've been waiting for a long time and I've been claiming, what's embarrassing about that? That's showing your true colors more than it's ever shown. Because faith is patient. Faith don't care how long it's going to take. Faith is not looking at a calendar or a watch. Faith looks at the word and the word is only in the eternals. The word is not subject to time, place, and material. The word is the, amen, in the eternals above time, above, amen, all of the pain that you're going through. And the word 
is what you're standing on in those heavenly places. Brother Branham says, knowing who he was, without a shadow of doubt, he knew he was the son of God. He knew it. For the word identified it. The word of God identified who he was. He said, I, if I do not the works of my father, then, then don't believe me. If I don't do them works, don't believe me. But if I do the works, if, but, but then if I do, then believe the works. For they are the manifested word uh, promised. Yeah, oh, if I could just wake you up to that a minute. You see, the word itself identified him who is. Now, the prophet's trying to tell us something. The word itself was identifying him for who he was. Are you with me? He says he turned around and said, the works that I do shall you do also. A little while and the world sees me no more. Yet you shall, because I'll be with you even in you. Take no thought of what you shall say. Amen. Uh, for it is not you that speak it. It's my Father that dwelleth in you. On down he says, now the identification of a scripture Christian, these words said Jesus, these signs shall follow them that believe. Yes, How many believers do we have in the building? Oh, wasn't it good to have a be a believer? Well, come on. How would you like to be out there in one of those nominal churches? And having to prepare to take off to the streets and riot and all this kind of stuff to stand up for your rights. Our rights have already been won. Jesus won our rights. We have a hallelujah. All right. He says, now, how can you call yourself a believer of people and deny those words? How can you call yourself a believer and deny any of this word? You can't do it. You're not a believer. Therefore, signs can't follow because you just accept what you want to believe. And then the rest of it, well, you don't believe it. You've got to take the whole thing and believe it. And when you truly believe, not make believe, but really believe, then these signs shall follow them that believe. Oh, could you compare a Christian today with them Christians long ago? How them disciples walked in the Spirit, the power of the Spirit, moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, to do it, just a prisoner, as I preached the other night, a prisoner to the Word and the will of God. Wouldn't you like to see a church rise up like that? It's going to. It's going back. It's got to come. That was your chance. That was your cue to jump the aisles and start shouting. It's a promise to the believer. <laughs> oh, what was the very first law of God? Faith. Faith, God had to believe his own word. Faith could see it out there before it was there. Faith could speak it, believe it, and go rest knowing that it was coming. Faith wasn't making it come. No, faith stood course because God's word had already spoken it. Amen. What can you say, man? Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I just want to, I want to hit you hard here right now. Did you know that you're the very genetics of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You're not a mixture of creed and dogma and, 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 and denominations and teachings. You are the germ seed word of God. Amen. Brother Branham says, when a baby 
is conceived in the womb of a mother. When that one cell goes in there and another cell builds on top of that, it's not one cell of a human, the next of a dog, and the next of a cat, and the next of something else. It's absolutely straightly human being. And when a man is born of the Spirit of God, he don't inject anything into his life. It's the unadulterated word of God vindicated for that hour. He takes that full word of God. He don't put no creeds, nothing else to it. It's purely unadulterated. It is God's word made manifest among us. Now Jesus said, Father, keep them. Now, he didn't say take the evil away. He didn't say I'm going to keep them. I'm going to take them out of this evil world. He says, Father, they're going out into the world. But I've given them your word. And as they use that word, you're going to honor that word in their lives. Oh, hallelujah. Now, he could... You know, I, I'm a daddy, and, and, and I would love to shelter my boys, bring them over, and, 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 and keep them, you know, away from, from, from all of the hurts. But you see, what good would that be? When they turn 18, 12, eight, sure ain't going to stay at my house till they're 50 years old. They won't put up with that. <laughs> so what am I going to do? I'm going to equip my boys when they're young. I'm going to start equipping them. I'm going to start training them. Well, praise the Lord. You know why? Because they're fixing to go out in that real world out there and they're going to have to know how to work. They're going to have to know how to treat a wife. They're going to know how, they've got to know how to do these kinds of things. Well, can you say amen? And God did not take us. He did not save you and take you and keep you from the evil. He didn't take you from the world. Matters of fact, it's still in your community. It's still in your job. It's still at your school. These things are there. But there's one thing he has promised. I've given them thy word. Can you say amen? amen? Only the Allah can stand upon that unadulterated word of God. I heard someone say the other day, well, after all, we're all just whosoever wills. And I had to differ. How can the bride be a whosoever will? You know, there's no destiny in whosoever will. That's right. Hallelujah. Right. It's a Wednesday night. You're not expecting too much anyway. <laughs> yes, it's the mercies of God to the whosoevers. Right. Yes, God meant it when he said it. Yes, there's going to be many whosoever wills in, in, that, in, in the kingdom of heaven. Right. But brother, there's no faith in whosoever will. There's no faith. Oh, come on now. That's why God had to send a say prophet in this day. Do I, I'm not going to call you church so that you will understand what these seals are about. I'm going to call you bride. Oh, glory to God. Can you say amen? You know, whosoever will, he may be there and he may not be there. Whosoever, there's going to be plenty given eternal life. Well, praise the Lord. But the fact is, he's not a gene seed of God. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, there in Acts 13 and 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of God. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. As many as were ordained to eternal life, that means somebody's got their names written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. There should be some shouting going on. Can you say amen? amen? Yes. So you are the Lord's masterpiece. Amen. The bride is the very elect of God. There's no whosoever's to it at all. Amen. You were in God from all times. He knew your name. He knew your hair color. He knew your personality. God knew you. The elect is the masterpiece that God has designed and created. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that makes me want to shout. Brother Brandon puts it like this. He says, how did God make the earth? He spoke it. You see it? He spake and the world come into existence. This world this morning is the spoken word of God. He believed his own word. Amen. Here it is, he says. Watch it. And if God and you're an offspring of him, and God is in you, he will believe his own word. Amen. Though it can't be seen, felt, taste, or anything else, he'll believe it. For, you see what I mean? For God in you will believe his own word. Oh, hallelujah. I said the believer refuses. Somebody say, I refuse to accept anything except God's word. Can you say amen? The apostle Paul says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Brother Branham looking at the, at, 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 at the few there at the last, me and you. Amen. In that, in that vision of the bride that was going up into the heavens. And they begin to look this way and begin to look that way. But the prophet's voice came back and says, get back in line. Keep that vision before you. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Randall says they have but one thing to do. They had but one thing to do. That stay straight on the course. Not wander off over here and wander off over there. But stay on the course. The church has got but one thing to do. Stay on the course. They have the pillar of fire that they had to keep them in the course. Amen. By uh, follow the pillar of fire. That's what led them. Their objective they could see was the pillar of fire. They seen it working through Moses. They know that he was the leader. Today we've got the word. We follow the word. And we see the word working in the believers. We know it so then. God working with us. Confirming the word with signs following. Stay with the word. For the word produces the results. Now, Brother Branham talks about the snake and the bird. Now, the bird is one that is meant for the heavens. And his wings are far more powerful than anything. Of, of, of earthbound creatures. But the snake can lure a bird down from the sky. Hallelujah. 
Brother Branham says, he says, I'm told a snake can catch the eye of the bird and charm the bird with his enchantments and the snare of its eyes until such a way that that bird will, will give the, the snake its attention for just a few moments. The bird will flutter and completely become paralyzed and the snake will take the bird. I can believe that because that I, I know of, of another serpent, the devil. That if he could ever catch the eye with his enchantments, with your modern rock and roll and all of your fangdangles of the world, if he could ever catch you, young lady or young man, just long enough to get his charm in you, you'll flutter. But you can't get loose. He will hold you till he swallows you up in sin. The only way I'm told that the little bird can ever have, have a chance is to get his eyes off of the serpent. He cannot look at anything else because he stands staring. But if he will take his eyes from the serpent and look upward and flutter his wings, he will fly plumb out of the reach of the snake. Oh, come on now. Amen. Oh, I'm going to turn Fox News off for a little bit. I'm going to turn CNN off for a little bit. I'm going I'm to tone the doctor down a little bit. I have got one thing I'm looking at. I'm not coming out of these heavenly places. Can you say amen? I'm destined for this great victory. He says, if you could ever got the charm of the world and the things of the world and unbelief charming in your heart, tells you, oh, live modern, shake your head tonight. Look up to the unseen, the Lord Jesus, and flutter your wings of prayer. Until you fly plumb out of his reach, out of his clutches. If he could speak to you that divine healing is wrong, shake your head from him quickly. If he'll tell you the spiritual discernment is telepathy, shake your head from him immediately and look up to the unseen. Can you say amen? amen. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my descent. Hallelujah. God cannot lie. Now, the scripture says that God was going to send strong delusion to the, to the Laodicea church. Hallelujah. Strong delusion that they would believe a lie and be damned by that lie. But yet he has looked to his church. I, I, I read a scripture earlier today and I, I thought it was good. There in, 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 in Psalms, 180, or Psalms 89 and 33, he says, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my, faith, my, my faithfulness to fail. My lips will I not break, or my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie, that I will not lie. Somebody say it with me. That I will not lie unto David. Deception is in the land. But the church still has an absolute. <laughs> well, glory to God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I was listening to the testimony last night about, uh, uh, about the boy that, that, that didn't have much of an ear and, and, 
he, he had, and, and the Lord healed him here in your congregation. Is he here tonight? Oh, there he is. Wow, my goodness. Good-looking fella right there. And how the mama gave her heart to the Lord had such a faith. Amen. She just walks back there, and she's going to pray for her son, and he's going to get healed. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Now, how, many, how, how long were you serving the Lord? How long was this girl serving the Lord before she prayed that prayer? How, how long were you serving the Lord before then? About a week. And you was in and out of church, man. That's, they, 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 ain't, they ain't getting you no brownie points with God. I mean, that's pretty rank, ain't it? Couldn't even stay in church. Comes and gives her heart to the Lord, and then just goes right straight back over there and starts believing the Lord to heal her son. And the Lord honors that prayer. Oh, some of us, that's our problem. We've been in church for 35 years, and we have never missed a service, and we've paid our tithes, and we've done everything so perfectly, and so God has got to know God only honors faith. Now, I'm not putting aside all of your faithfulness, but if you're depending on your faithfulness and not in faith in his word. I told you all that time, amen, when this girl came up, you know, she, she was, they were living on the streets and, and they, they came for your dedication service. I had them to stand up. But, but you, uh, uh, you know, they, they uh, I mean, uh, they, they were as vile as vile can be. And, and uh, Stephanie and Joe, they, they were... They were drug abusers. Uh, she, the, the girl had been doing, uh, 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 I forgot the, what, heroin. She, she, they were heroin addicts for many, many years. She was an atheist. They called and, and, um, and, 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 and you know, they were living in Florida and, and they had heard about us. And they said, is, is there a way we can come? And, and I didn't want them to come, you know. I mean, I don't know, Louia, they were... They were drug addicts, and, uh, I, and they were drug addicts a long time. And, and matter of fact, I knew, I knew of the situation that she had been, a, she had been in, in, in the hospital for a couple months with, with her liver, and they would not even give her a transplant because she was a, or put her on the list for a transplant because she was a, she, she was a heroin addict. And she would get in, she would go back out, she'd get in, she'd go back out. Then, and so, well, here she comes. Uh, I mean, she never did serve the Lord, but she would, she, she would, she would, you know, take the the the, the thirty day steps, sixty day steps, whatever. And uh, so, you know, here they come, and and oh, she was a potty mouth, smoking cigarettes, and uh, I mean, they were as thin as thin could be. They, their veins, I mean, they were just they 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 were a mess. Amen. And so. Um, you know, I was trying to find a place for them to stay, and I, I ended up letting them stay at our house. They just slept on our, our living room there on the floor, got them a little, uh, you know, some bedding there, and, 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 and that's where they lived. They, they stayed there in, 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 our, in our home. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, she, she said, I'll never, don't expect me to wear your skirts, and don't you expect me to, and I mean, she was, you know, and I'm saying, listen, you put up with me, and I'll put up with you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You honor my house, gonna be smoking in it, and uh, you're going to church with me, and cover up. 
So, and so we, uh, we got that settled up. And so, amen. The Lord began to deal with her. And she comes over and talks to me when I was working one day. And she says, she says, sir, I don't, I don't even know what to say. She said, uh, you know, I, 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 what is God about? And I began to tell him about the power of God, tell her about the power of God. Long story short, she gave her heart to the Lord, got baptized. And I'm, and I'm here to tell you that's been uh, four years ago, and they are, they are pillars. I mean, what God's done for them is an incredible thing. Incredible. Incredible. But she gave her heart to the Lord, and she still had a bad liver. And, and, and she, she says, now, I don't, I don't understand what we do about this or what, what we do. You say God's so powerful? So she says, so do I pray about this or do I, what, what do I do about this? And so I said, well, you just tell the Lord I, 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 I want, want healing and I, I, I'm needing a new liver. And she says, well, that's easy enough. So she leaves and apparently she goes and talks to the Lord. And, and uh, she doesn't mention anything else to me about it. And so... Amen. They go, they, they, she, she goes uh, in a couple weeks and, uh, to, to the doctor. Now, this girl had been, she can't even hardly eat lettuce. I mean, she couldn't eat nothing. It was just, it was so messed up. And uh, she went to the doctor. They went in, done the, done the x-rays, the MRIs and all of this. And they came back and said, your liver is brand new. This girl was so raised on, I mean, her for her 14th birthday, she was given a kilo of whatever, drugs. That was why she didn't even know who Daniel and the lion's den was. She had never been to church. She's had abortion several times. This girl, but when she came in, she accepted what I said. We baptized her. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. She was immediately in a candidate to pick up a sword and start fighting the devil. to me. You didn't ask for this. You could have never done this in your own. And you'll never be able to do it on your own. Just believe what your father says about you. Can you say man? You can be seated for just a minute. I'm closing. My mother, y'all been praying with us for my mother and her platelets. And 
They told her she had some kind of a, a blood disease and it would be incurable, that there was no way that it was something she's going to have to live with, medication. And my mother is just a little, little lady, but she's a lady of faith. Yeah. I remember just before she moved to Oklahoma a couple years ago, she, her, her thyroid, the glands had, had swelled up so bad and it, was, it, would, it would choke her a little bit and it would scare her. And uh, she had, you know, but it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a big thing and she just kept on claiming, God's my healer. And we'd say, well, we need to take you in. No, he, God's, God's got this. And so she had moved to Pawnee and then, and I came over to her house the, here a while back and, and uh, she took the picture, a picture of herself that they had taken just before she had left Pawnee or uh, Arizona. And she brought up, she says, do you notice anything different? And, and I, I, I said, well, different dress on, you know. She said, look close. And I looked, and mama's, that, that big old swollen whatever was there on her uh, thyroid was absolutely gone. Now, mama was going to believe God. And so it was with her, her, her platelets. Her platelets are supposed to be around the 300 mark. Amen. Her blood platelets. You can't live without platelets. If you ain't got platelets, your, your, water, your, your blood's just like water. Yeah, and she had her, her platelets were all the way down to a seven. Five. Down to a five. And she had, she had blood oozing up out of her skin. She had bloody noses. She had blood in her stools. Uh, mom was, mom was, it, it, it looked pretty, pretty rough. They were giving her medications, trying to keep her alive. Every time they would try to give her something, come back the next day, the, 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 the next week, she was coming in once a week, and then coming in, and, and, and they would be back down again. So then she started having to come in three times a week, and they were giving her all kinds of medications. Uh, they were giving her infusions, um, uh, blood, blood transfusions and then iron infusions and giving her uh, uh, this, uh, whatever all this other stuff is. Her medication, every, every shot she would get, she had to get that once a week too on top of her oral medicine. Amen. $25,000 per shot. She was getting these things here. She's once, now she's, and she went for like seven months. And, 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 and there were times that my mother would, she'd say, Wendell, I, I, I don't quite understand. I've always believed God. And I've been standing upon the promise of God. And, and Wendell, is there any sin in my life? Is there, I mean, the devil's beating her up. And I remember sitting down and just the Holy Spirit began to, get, get, begin to speak to her. And I watched, the, I watched how the enemy just, just the, the shackles began to come off as the anointing of the Lord was there for mama that day. And, and I, I told her, I said, you're fighting a battle, mom. You're fighting a battle. This, this, is nothing, this, this has nothing to do between you and God. If there is something, repent of it. But if, 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 if God's not bringing anything up before you, your heart, then, then quit worrying about it. This is a battle. Keep the sword in your hand. And she would just come and it would come and go, come and go. And, and there was a lot of gloomy times for mama. We had that youth camp. And, and uh, brother, brother Joe and brother, brother Timothy was there, Brother uh, Andrew Glover? We all gathered around. Ministers all gathered around and prayed for Mama. She went back the next day, Monday. 
that, 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 that next, the following Monday, that the meeting ended on a Sunday. We went back to the doctor on Monday, and her platelets, were y'all ready for this? Up there close to 500, 500 and something thousand. And the doctor's sitting there going, whoa, 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 whoa. It's supposed to be around the 300,000, and we're talking about 500,000. Yeah, that's where it was at. So he said, well, now, now let's, not get too, let's, let's not get too happy here. Something's going on. He said, the medicine's finally working. This is good. This is good. So let's take a little bit of this medicine out and uh, come back. And, man, it was still way up there. He goes, oh, boy. Well, let's spell before you know it, he said, we're just going to take you off of every one of those medications. My mother just went back the, uh, uh, last week, and her platelets are high, and there is no medication. Her platelets are taking care of themselves. Was it a fight? Yes, it's a fight, but you've got to choose to believe the word of the Lord. God's word will win. It must. You're anointed for this hour. It must. Satan's fighting our ministers. Satan's fighting these ministers' wives. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor's wife. Pray diligently for brother, brother Ron. Even before it was brother Ron, I mean, Satan was attacking Sister Connie. Satan attacked Sister Connie, and I mean, we, we, listen, we almost lost her. Sister Joy Jackson. Look, look at these women. Satan is fighting the women of these ministers. But we ain't the kind that lay down. We ain't the kind that's going to turn tail and run and say, well, maybe God didn't, maybe God can't keep his word after all. God keeps his promises. Well, it was in that deal there. When we took her back, when we took mom back, at, right after, the, right, right after the, meet, uh, the, the youth meeting, they found cancer. Found cancer in her stomach. And it, 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 you know, mom just said, God healed me of these platelets. God's going to take care of these. I promise you that. I want you to know, doctor says, you're going to have to cut part of that stomach out. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're going to have to have chemo before, or you may have to have chemo before, but you're going to definitely have to have it afterwards. I mean, the doctors, all of these doctors had all come into an agreement. This is the way it's going to be. My mom, and, and, I'm, and I'm here to tell them, my mama said, no, we ain't doing the surgery. And I said, we are going to do the surgery. I mean, you know, now, mama, now, listen here. We're going to go in there. Amen. I, I, you're going to look funny with half your stomach gone, but that was a joke. Amen. But so... It was the intestines, boys. I wasn't going to cut this part. I was the, anyways. <laughs> so, she said, no, I, I, I don't want to have it. And I said, now, Mama, if this is what the doctor's recommending, and if the Lord doesn't heal you, then we've got to do this. She said, oh, the Lord's going to heal me. <laughs> I just want you to know it's been two months ago, three months ago, two or three months ago, 
that the doctors all, they done, a, they done another scan, <coughs> went in there with, a, with one of those ones. There's only one of them in Oklahoma that, that, that knows how to do these kind of scans. Went back in there. They came out and said, there is no cancer. There's no need for surgery. There's no need for chemo. There's no need for radiation. All of those doctors had got together. He says, we've all got together. It, was, it took him 40. He was 45 minutes late getting, getting into, the, in, into the room with us. And, and that wasn't, that, that's, that's not like him. He said, I'm sorry, but I had to go and visit with all of the, I, I had to go visit with all of these other doctors. I, I mean, he had, they had a, had a team there. And we've all come to the conclusion, she is cancer free. God's a miracle working God it don't matter how long it takes it doesn't matter hallelujah what does he think of me I'm not saying that the battle don't get heavy I, I, I'm not saying that you don't believe that you don't get bruised you, I, I'm not saying that, that you have to fight to keep a good spirit. That you have to fight to keep your head. What well, can you say, man? But I, I, I just want to tell you, God, God's got a, a bride on the earth that ain't going to turn tail and run. Can you say, man? You know, David and his men had, had went out warring and they came back from victory. When they came back, they found Ziglag burned. And all of his 600 warriors, all these, none of these men all came in. They're looking forward to seeing their families, looking forward to seeing their wives and children. Receive the affection from them. When they arrived, their cities burned. Their wife and their children, all their life's belongings are gone. Smoke still rising for the, from the smolders. And the scripture says that David's warriors turned on David. And they were ready to stone David. <laughs> Come on. And, and, and what did the... What, what, you know, sometimes we talk about the dedication of David's mighty men. This, 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 was, a, this, was, a bad, that was, a, this was a bad deal going on in the church. <laughs> They have the stones in their hands. The grief was so great they were ready to stone him to death. But the, what did the scripture say? David refused to come out of the heavenly places. And that's what I admire about great generals who refuse to come out of those heavenly places. When the battle gets strong and heavy, that's when your pastor gets, that's, that's, that's when the true colors begin to shine. But that's, that's, that's the true colors is when a general and they're, they're getting attacked and the enemy's hitting hard. And you see a brother Tim Pruitt standing up saying God is faithful. And I'm not just going to say God's faithful. I'm going to turn up my preaching on God is faithful. Amen. When, you, when you see a Ron Spencer fighting every day for his life. 
but he's standing there saying, God is faithful. Come on now. When you see these men in the message, if this thing was a fake and a fronty, amen, it would be exposed in these times where the supernatural has got to take place. But brother, this church knows too much. We, we know very much, should I say, that the supernatural is with this message. And David began to encourage himself in the Lord. What did he do? He began to create another world. I'm not going to look at this thing around me. What can you say? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to just read a little bit to you as, as, as we get ready, to, as, as I close. There in 1 Samuel 30 and 1, then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they could weep no more, had no more power to weep. David's two wives were taken captive. captive. <coughs> Amen. 6 verse, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved and every man of, for his sons and for his daughters. And David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said unto Ambiathar the, the priest, Hamilech's, uh, 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 son, I pray thee, bring me the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake him? And he answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. But now, there was only 400 who had the strength to go out and Cover, recover. There were 200 that were weary. They were tired. And, and the Bible says that they were faint. They said the 200 of old behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook. But the scripture says, hallelujah. The scripture says that when they were going after them, are y'all still with me? Give me another five minutes. Amen. They were going after the enemy. They're in Samuel 30 and 11, and I'm just going to read it to you. It's a, good, it's a good read. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, and he did eat and made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs. Now, they found this man out, out on their way to, to pursue after the enemy. They gave him a figs, cake of figs and cluster of raisins, and when he had eaten, his spirit came to him again, and he for he had eaten no bread or drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite. My master left me three because three days ago I fell sick. And he made him, and we made an invasion of the south of the Cherethites and the coast that belongs to Judah and the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said, can you bring me to this company? And he says, swear unto me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I'll bring thee down. <laughs> the enemy ain't, the enemy, ain't got no time for you. They'll just kick you off to the side. Can you say amen? <laughs> 17th verse, and David, they, well, the 16th verse, and when he had brought them down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing, and because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from twilight even till the evening of the next day, and there escaped not a man of them, save 
400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all. Somebody say all. That the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds and they drave them before the, the other cattle. This is David's spoil. And David come to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook Bazaar. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near the people, he saluted them. Hallelujah. And he answered all, he, he, and then answered all the wicked men and the men of Belial and those that went with David and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered. Save to every man his wife and his children that they may lead them away and depart. Then David, then said David, you shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came from us uh, against us in our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But he, as his part is that goeth to the battle, so is his part that tarrieth by the stuff. And they shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. Now, this was a time. You say, now what does this have to do with your message? These were warriors that were tired. And there might be somebody feeling like, Brother Wendell, I, 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 I've been fighting a long battle. I, I, I'm weary and I'm tired. But I want to tell you tonight, there's some others sitting right there beside you that's saying, buddy, we're going after everything that you have lost. You may be faint-hearted. You may be weary. You're not giving it up. No, 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 no. You're not. But you might be so weary in your mind that maybe you're having a hard time reaching your faith out to God. I want to tell you, you got a buddy sitting right beside you. And David, our captain, Jesus, our captain, has said every one of us are going to share the spoil alike. Come on now. Amen. Those that are weak, those that are sick, call for the elders of the church and they shall recover. Those that are feeling empty, those that are feeling tired, I want you to know you got your pastor standing right here and saying, we're not going to leave a hoof behind. We're not leaving you behind. We're not. Come on now. God's thoughts are precious to him and God's thoughts are precious to me. And if God loves you, I love you. The church loves you. Your pastor loves you. We are praying for you. We're fighting for you. Can you say amen? Aren't you glad God's got some thoughts too? While everyone else is trying to ostracize you. While everyone else is saying, huh, yeah. Yeah, you're too white, or you're too black, or you're too this, or you're too that. God says, you're too bride. I ain't going to let you go. You're my bride. 
I'm going to have a bride out of every nation, every kindred, every tongue. Can you say amen? Every race. Oh, can you? Oh, that makes me want to shout. While the world is trying to throw us out, God's saying, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. You're mine. God bless you. Amen. And it reaches to the high. 